Welcome to the post show broadcasting live at Zina TV in Los Angeles. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for always watching us. I'm Poe. So on Friday, April 14th, 8 to 11 p.m., Hans Zimmer at Microsoft Theater 777, Chick Hearn Court, Los Angeles. Grammy, Golden Award, and Golden Globe. <sighs> Golden Globe, an Academy Award winning composer. This new concert experience, Hans Zimmer revealed, is multi-layered, featuring career-spanning music, career music from Zimmer's multi-decade career. The concert will be in two parts, the first being some of Zimmer's classic movie scores, including Gladiator, The Lion King, and Pirates of the Caribbean. The second featuring reimagined versions of some classic scores, such as the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception, with special guests from the rock and pop world. The revealing of a collection of his finest scores for a live audience. Tickets available at AXS equals access.com. And on Friday, April 21st from 7 to 8 p.m., Casa Kinetic Contemporary Dance Collective at the Casa Romantica Cultural Center and Gardens, 415 Avenida Granada, uh, San Clemente, California. Casa Romantica debuts its third original dance commission with a contemporary dance collective consisting of members of Helia, Helios, Helios Dance Theater and the Assembly, as well as a Grand Prix finalist from the Orange County Ballet Theater. Each company will present an original site-specific performance commissioned by Casa Romantica in the first half of the evening with patrons walking from performance to performance throughout the facility. During the second half of the evening, the companies will perform repertoire highlights on the main stage. General admission is $25, members $20. For more info, visit casaromantica.org. So that looks like interesting stuff, so check that out. Okay, so, in case you didn't know, reality is subject to change without notice. I'm sure you all have experienced that. And today, I have in the studio with me an amazing man who spent four years as a nuclear electrician on a submarine, has a degree in psychology, and makes a mean, mad Irishman. Award-winning professional stage illusionist and magician with close-up precision, witty cabaret and parlor acts, and grand stage effects and illusions, please welcome Xavier Hartso. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you weren't even ready for your grand entrance? <laughs> Sorry, let's try that again. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> there we go. That's a little better. 
Are you excited about what you do? How could I not be? I know, right? I, I levitate for God's sakes, right? Okay, so this is this is what moves you, is what I've gathered. Um, what my my performance? Being in front of people doing magic is oh, that? I is that I, there's nothing better. There's really not nothing. Nothing in the mm. world. Sex is close, but Ooh. magic trumps it. I guess I've had bad sex. Don't say that word. It's a bad word now. <laughs> magic? No, Trump. Oh. <laughs> it's ruined the word. <laughs> uh, I think we should have more champagne. Duh. Okay, so how did you get it? You're, you, you studied psychology, which is interesting because those psychology and magic are kind of synonymous in a, in a sense. They really are. You have a sort choice. Of. If you're going to be a professional magician, you can either be good at what you do which I'm not, or you can convince people you're good at what you do. Ooh. And so that's where the psychology comes in. Instead of spending hours and hours practicing, I spent hours and hours thinking about practicing, so there's really no time left to actually practice. So in turn, I have to use my psychology, uh, cognitive um, psychology exclusively, to convince people that I'm a lot better than I am. But, okay, we'll get into that. Let's, um, but, but first of all, let's, I have a little promo um, so we can kind of see some of the things you, you've done and some of the places you've been. And so let's check that out so we get an overview. Besides turning on an audience, um, what is it that got you into magic specifically? Like, it wasn't, were you always interested in the magical? Oh, well, for me, I'm an only child. It's the perfect balance. So you had to use your imagination. It, it Did you is. have imaginar imaginary friends? His name was Philbert. Ooh. Yeah. There was only one, though? <laughs> Philbert? <laughs> But it is. It's the perfect mouse of narcissism, narcissism and isolation. Be a pretty kick-ass mm, magician, I craziness. think. Craziness. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bit of 
bit of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Filbert. Is that who, that's the name you gave him or that's what he came with? That's what he came with. That's what his tag said? That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and how old were you when Filbert came along? Uh, I was nine years old. Did you really have an imagine? Cause I, I really I'm, did, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was him and this tree that I used to go out and sit and talk to. Oh, no, there's it's 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 a little bit odd because there are a lot of only children that have. I wish I was an only child. My sister and I don't really get along very well. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. We just kind of the word is strange is funny because it has strange in it. We get spoiled a lot. I mean, more than you humanly should be possibly spoiled. Oh, when you're yeah. an only child. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we weren't spoiled. We were kicked to the curb <laughs> so maybe that's why we're frustrated with everything well and then being in front of the camera being on stage uh people ask me all the time if i get stage fright but no my mother conditioned me from childhood to be able to handle a crowd well also with an only child you're usually around adults and so you get used to being in an adult environment acting like an adult right? oh absolutely yeah, yeah. So. i know actually a lot of people that creatives that are that have that same that same thing they don't you know they don't really have a kid mentality. But with magic, that is a kid mentality. Mm -hmm. You just present it in a tux. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so you also, you've performed at a lot of many different shows, like the, the Today Show, Penn and Teller. You can talk about that if you want to talk about that. But you're also a motivational speaker. Yes. Uh, and honestly, that's how I transitioned into magic, was I would do performances as a motivational speaker. And I realized a lot of these corporate sanctioned uh, things, events that I would go to, people didn't want to be there. It's 8 in the morning. The last thing they want is to actually be there having to deal with me or anything else. So I was trying to keep their attention. And that's why I started learning a little magic, just to kind of keep them involved and in, uh, participating in what I was doing. And uh, then I realized people didn't want to hear me run my mouth. They actually wanted to just see me dance like a monkey doing the magic. And it transitioned, started doing fairs, comedy clubs. And next thing you know, here I am. Okay, but a part of part of um, part of it must have had to do with bartending. Um, you get better tips. You really do. Well, but also it's kind of that same. You know, what do you do when you're back? That you're entertaining people as a bartender. That's kind of what you do. Yeah, you do get better tips. It, it, well, and again, that's where the psychology comes in. And the psychology is yeah. a big thing in bartending. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, these are for the people who want a cheaper way out of talking about their problems. They come see me. Bartender, hairdresser. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, sometimes it can be more expensive coming to me because my cocktails would be twenty dollars and up. So. <laughs> so tell us about your. You're mad, Irishman. Oh, <laughs> it was something fun. Actually, it was uh, a company that came at me with this cheap Irish whiskey. It was horrible Ooh, to swill. And you, and you, and you and spun it into some gold. Well, pretty much. That's what they had planned on. Instead of spending millions in advertising, they picked the top 10 mixologists in every state to get together and try to create something. So now they have a good 50, 60 great recipes that they can market this with. And all they had to do was send one person to do keynote at Whiskey Fest in New York. And so somehow, the I think they were drunk by the time they got to mine, so they enjoyed my cocktail the best and sent me to Whiskey Fest. So you class it up with a quail egg. Well, oh, well I know where your magic lies. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of magicians will put a froth on top of a drink. Uh, me specifically, I wanted to rest the cinnamon on top of it. Um, for people who aren't familiar with uh, the drink, which <laughs> I'm sure nobody is, um, it's a, an Irish whiskey with cassis. It has a little bit of orange marmalade, 
uh, black walnut bitters to pull out the nuttiness of the uh, Irish whiskey. Of the drinker. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I wanted to rest cinnamon on top because I wanted that to be the first flavor profile that you get. Uh. So, But I didn't want it to look like a cappuccino. So instead of using a real egg, uh, like from a chicken or an ostrich, I used just a quail egg. Puts just a thin layer so I can put the cinnamon on top. So that's where that came in. See, I think it was that creativity that uh, inspired them to say, hey, (laughs) you want to come to New York? Ooh, yeah, that quail leg did it for us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, I'm wondering, I think we should go on break so that we stay on time. So let's do that. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're doing spoken word, spoken song, but we talked about photographers, we talked about yeah. painters, we talked about dancers, yeah. we talked about uh, Shakespeareans, regular actors, poets, writers. Art on any level, whether it's music, visual art, um, writing, you know, any kind of creative endeavor, that there's there's a value to it. merged the worlds together, the art world and the music world. You know, they say everything is with the bright brain, the visionary, the imagination. So what we need to do is, as spirit beings who have limitless potential, is to tap into the left brain. When you improv, you're completely connected to the music. from the opposite direction. I started with the best of the best. <laughs> exactly. Right? I started with uh, Versace and Armani and Yves Saint Laurent. It's kind of becoming like the rock star thing to do is uh, instead of being in a band and going on tour, we just go on tour to paint walls. And- it is a challenge for us how to be true to ourselves and at the same time be able to, to pay bills, be able to, to, to do it as a vocation habit. The industries change. We have, we have gaming. We have animation industry. I started my career as as an animator, a Disney character animator. A figure drawing instructor at uh, Noman School of Special Effects. Create a sculpture within a sculpture within a sculpture. You can create things that unfold. You can create things that work and walk around and things like that. So, people's imagination is going to just going to be ignited. Yeah, I was a professional stage actor for eight years in New York. What was weird is that when I was spinning around, I literally felt, I started laughing uncontrollably, and I felt like I was going insane. Creativity and art in all shapes and forms is a way of communication with everybody. It, it, you know, it goes through language barriers and racial barriers and everything.
Okay, so let's get into some psychology. So you like like messing with people's heads. Of course. That's why you get them drunk. You get them drunk. You show them some magic and well, I'll tell you what, spin honestly, them around the and whole, then send them on their the way. The whole reason I started in psychology was to try to understand women. Ooh. And I, get, I gave up on that long yeah, ago. So work. I went a different direction. That's where the magic came in. That's where the magic came in, when he went in a different direction. <laughs> so, matter of fact, um, there's different aspects of magic. Um, like I said, there's sleight of hand, um, which actually I brought a deck of cards just in case. Uh, but from my understanding, this is the most difficult to master. Is it just because it's so you're so close? It it really is. Instead of just doing all these special hoochie coochie moves where you've got an assistant, is a word. bright lights, and all the fun stuff, um, it's a lot of people really pay attention. But the psychological aspect is people don't pay as much attention to the important parts. Like a good example, I specifically paint that nail, yeah. and. Most people never notice it. And the whole reason it's for the same reason is because people don't notice the aspect of the trick, the most important move. So I started painting my nail just to see if people would notice that, and they don't. And they don't say anything about it. Right. And when you're doing close-up, I mean, it's in the shot the entire time. Yeah. So it reminded me Nobody ever says anything about it. No. And so I realized a lot of people don't even notice it. It's not until later on if I touch my nose or something, then they're like, what is that? Like, you have oh, something it's not on your middle you. finger. So <laughs> it should be. <laughs> it's the big F you to everybody. So let's get rid of the jokers. We don't need those. Jokers um, are the funnest guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fun thing about any deck of cards, you're talking about um, uh, slights and things like that. Actually, you do me honor. Will you shuffle these for me? Mm. Okay. You know I'm a good shuffler, right? Well, yeah. I've seen you dance. Because, ooh. <laughs> Was I closed? Was there a pull? <laughs> Sorry. Were you there? No. <laughs> Was that you? They're like, I remember you now. <laughs> I didn't recognize you with clothes on. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Those Most are slippery little suckers. Oh my God, they really are. <laughs> Brand new deck. What do you deck. do about that? Well, it, I specifically use a new deck because I don't want people to think it's gaff. But it's do you gimmicked. play with a full deck? I don't. Not personally. <laughs> so, sleight of hand deals with uh, something like this. Um, we'll actually find the aces just using slights. Um, that's a slight. Um, this is a different move to find an ace. This is why I had you shuffle them. It makes it a little bit more difficult for me. This is the old riffle shuffle. It does, in fact, mix up the cards to find one more there. And actually, if you'll tell me when to stop right here. Stop. Perfect. That's exactly where I keep that last one. So <laughs> that's sleight of hand. Now, I didn't want to learn sleight of hand because I'm not that good. It took me years without a girlfriend to learn how to make those moves Ooh. with my hands. So instead. And lots I, of calluses. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So I wanted to go a different direction. Um, the psychological aspect of any kind of magic trick deals with, well, are you familiar with the term deja vu? Oh, let me think. Yeah, I okay. kind of remember that. Deja vu, scientifically, is nothing more than uh, your subconscious... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, deja vu is basically your subconscious processing information a split second faster than your conscious mind can. It gives you the feeling that you've experienced the moment twice, uh, when in reality, okay. you're experiencing the moment different time uh, at the same time but your brain's processing it differently I can show you a demonstration of deja vu and this is without me doing absolutely anything but letting you do all the work same deck of cards instead of using a slice is it a paid job what's that I don't work for free <laughs> 
uh, I'll pay you in champagne. Okay. So, um, the deck of cards, random deck of cards. We won't use the two of clubs. Actually, we'll use the two of spades, all right? Random card, all right? I'm going to riffle through the cards like this. I want you to just look for the two of spades, nothing else, okay? Got it? Nope. Okay. Now, I know you're questioning, there's no way. That's your conscious mind. I'll do it again a little slower because I really want you to be able to see the two of spades. Got it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> now, that's what I'm saying. Your conscious mind, you're not processing. You're like, there's no way. But your subconscious mind, believe it or not, knows the entire order of the deck from the top card all the way to the bottom card. All right? It's instinct. Instinct is that gut feeling where you know you know the answer, but you don't know why. All right? What that so is. Why I, how I've lived this 20 years. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were 22. Uh -oh. All right. So Dang. I can explain More by, cream. as I riffle down like this, don't try to trick me or yourself, but where you feel like that two of spades probably would be. There. Right? And of course you take it. I don't want to, how'd you do? <laughs> it's fantastic. And again, see, that's not me. That's all you. That's the psychological aspect. So I'm a magician? Duh. You've known this for years. I've known this for years. So <clears throat> I, I use things like that instead of actually spending hours learning manipulations like uh, making a card disappear or, oops, it's out of shot. It did actually disappear. That was great. <laughs> and then, of course, bringing it back like that. Okay. Again, <laughs> that that's kind of years without a girlfriend. Um, so um, as for the psychological aspect, you are, you're convincing people they're seeing something that they're absolutely not seeing. Okay, but there is a, the, you talked about um, that your subconscious is actually seeing it, but that's, um, but we have to, it goes through our eyes and we have to process it, but we can't process all this, so we come out with our own conclusion. We kind of predict what's exactly. going to happen. So that's what you feed on, predicting. Oh, the predicting part. Absolutely. And, people's and we laziness. lose everything in between. Mm -hmm. Yep. As a matter of fact, uh, most people, there's so many simple tricks that if I perform them for an eight-year-old child, he'll catch me every time <laughs> because he doesn't take anything for granted. But adults, they take so much for granted. And you're right. They fill in the okay. gaps. Are these drunk adults? Oh, they can be sober, drunk. Cool. But um, that they really do. They take so much into account that could be happening. They're always jumping ahead. Think about how many times somebody pulls out a deck of cards and they're like, pick a card. And they're like, oh, I've seen this one. Even though they haven't because it's a completely different concept that I'm working with. That kind of foreshadowing, uh, I, I, I thrive on that because I use what they're expecting and go a different exactly, direction with it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. Um, I think we should go on a break so we stay ahead of the game and we can regroup. So we'll see you in a minute. A minute. Minute. Minuet. <laughs> That's where the minuet comes in. Minuet. <laughs> okay, you ready? Are you ready? I absolutely love this person so much. You've got balls. <laughs> well, not technically, but thank you. It just makes me feel better about myself. Oh, um, really? Is yeah. that what it takes? Yeah, it is. So just some strokes? Yeah. Now that we've totally sucked you guys in, right? <laughs> were you guys talking about whose vagina that was? <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, you were saying that you watch porn. Hmm? To no, no, no. That's not what I said. Uh, I said if, if a... No, she said she masturbated to porn. <laughs> you got your words all mixed up, Danny. I still watch porn. Who's the fuck on? <laughs> I watch porn whenever possible. <laughs> I make it, too. Just... <laughs> Your right. face is bright red. <laughs> it's really red. <laughs>
Bunny paints these ginormous, like, 80-foot walls. Bunny, Bunny love Bunny rocks. rocks. Yeah. Bunny love rocks. fucking rocks, eh? You just have to roll with it wherever yeah. you are. You're like, yeah. okay, I know how to do this. I'm going to, like, devour this wall. I'm just <laughs> devour. Yeah, well, and then add shit where you fucked up. We, totally. Oh. Don't you think that's the most fuckery in the, in the art world is the weather? Did you just say fuckery? Everything. Fuckery, yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's my new favorite word. Kind of a joke because it has no head, and so I thought it was like it's kind TNA. Of, yeah, and it's TNA, part of the, the old uh, art TNA, the classic TNA art. Right, nudity. <laughs> so what'd you say, Danny? Just like holy, holy shit, shit, that's yeah, fucking that's all amazing. Like, you switch it up, change it up, change it up, switch it up, change and switch it up. <laughs> I'm wasting all this time. Okay, <laughs> ciao. See you next ciao, week. ciao, ciao, Hey, welcome back to the Hollywood Post Show. So on Saturday, April 22nd, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., Bergamot Station Spring Fling at 2525 Michigan Avenue, Santa Monica, California. Join Bergamot Station Arts Center for an unparalleled arts and community celebration. An internationally renowned creative arts complex boasting over 40 galleries and creative businesses. The Spring Fling highlights gallery exhibitions and brings together live music, uh, local vendors and special events enjoy a thriving arts community gathering this is a free family-friendly event no tickets necessary for admission it's highly encouraged attendees carpool as there is limited parking or take the metro this is super cool i might do this the expo stop is on site at the exit 26th street and bergamot food and beverages beverages available i also heard they have free kombucha so i would go just for that for more info, visit bergamotstation.com. Okay, then on Saturday, April 29th from 8 to 12 p.m., Odin and Attack of the Rising at the Whiskey A Go-Go, 8901 West Sunset Boulevard, West Hollywood, California. In the heady days of the 1980s Los Angeles, Odin rose to become the most dominant hard rock metal act of the West Coast Southland, an unsigned band, an unstoppable force that sold out nearly every major venue in Los Angeles. And Attack of the Rising with vision, desire, and passion for hard music with a purpose. Here it is, let loose upon the world, music and ideals, views, social political commentary. This is in your face, wake the fuck up, think for yourself, be an individual, Attack of the Rising. Doors open at 8, discount tickets available at attackoftherising.com. So check that stuff out. The whiskey's always great, no matter who's playing, but... Um, Attack of the Rising is actually, uh, I believe, the... Um, Lepree uh, brothers play in that band as well. They're from Paid, if you remember that episode. P-A-I-D. Because those musicians are paid. Very few are. Okay. So, um, what are we going to go to now? More psychology? Um, well, uh, how about... I like the brain part of that. It's really right. interesting because it's, it's what our brain does. is how we have survived. But we haven't survived the magician yet. Well, and people ask me all the time, you know, when I'm, I'm 
magician all over them because that's what magicians do. We, we you, magish. You magish everywhere. Yeah. It's a good thing yeah. I'm not a wizard, right? Uh, Ooh, so yeah, so yeah. I, I always ask them. I think you, I prefer magician. Right? Yeah. Instead of how I do a trick, my big question is why. Most of the reason I'm kind of curious myself why I even come up with some of these weird old concepts that I come up with. But um, like I said, as when I was a kid, my mother conditioned me to be in front of an audience just to have self-confidence and everything else because I was I was born two days after Christmas. I was actually scheduled to be a birthday, I mean a Christmas baby. But as, as I was growing up, my mother used to tell me all the time, the reason I was born on the 27th, she held me in because Jesus didn't need that kind of competition. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so growing up, I my, really... My dad th- competed more. Yeah, see, he's I the thought twi- I was a He's star. the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> my father beat you. <laughs> so, uh... Actually, by a bunch of years, too. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So because of that, I never really... I was never afraid of speaking out or, uh being myself in front of anyone and uh so then i did once i graduated high school i decided join the military you know, see the world and uh and then they put you in a submarine right so you saw the bottom of the world I, that's <laughs> it i got to stare at the inside of a freaking tube could, with I, a bunch I, of semen I, ooh. <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad to me anymore <laughs> i want to be in the navy in the navy okay so, uh, Sorry. but no 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 so got out of the military uh and realize did you have to swim a lot to get out? You know what? I did. Uh, they shot me out of a torpedo tube at one time. <laughs> that was like a hazing thing. Where did you land? So you were outside of Connecticut. Is I was where you right were? in Connecticut. Yeah. So the water's cold? Uh, well, not where I got shot out. We actually, it's when you cross the, <laughs> like a good seaman. Well, I know, seaman. I was thinking of your father. That was terrible. <laughs> okay. That was way back. You don't remember that. <laughs> well, slightly, you know. Back in the good old days. I remember there was uh, uh, graffiti in the womb. Yeah. So <laughs> it said phone number was here. Phone number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is getting way off track. Okay. Anyways. So, so seaman uh, shooting. Right. So, uh. Nuclear electronics was Shooting interesting, Majish. but it wasn't, I, I didn't see it as a lucrative career because I didn't want to work in a power plant. And yeah. since my hair started thinning, I was Ooh. realizing, you know, it could be the radioactivity. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But so. finished that. That's when I decided to go back to school and get a psych degree. And I really just wanted to help people. So you wanted to help people. Yeah. That was my next question. Yeah. Okay. So were you a bartender first? Uh, that's how I paid my way through school. And that's how you realized how many people needed your help. Dear God. You <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> so uh yeah i did and then i realized as a motivational speaker i could reach more people and you know i wanted to share a message you know not just one specific but i wanted to give people hope in different ways you know there's certain stories that i tell in my performance today to inspire people and try to build them because yeah, i explained that you know you can give a man your money but you've only lost your money but if you give a man your time, then you give him a piece of your life. And yeah. there's no greater honor than to be able to share your life with other people. And that's why I dedicate my performances to is trying to reach so many people. And even if even if I can take them out of their personal endeavors, you know, their stress from relationships, their stress from uh, financial in, uh, issues, if I can make them forget about that for 48 minutes, then I feel like I've 48 is that uh, the magic number that's that's my performance you know it, oh it's 48 minutes. yeah my my full not show 50. is a 48 minute not performance. 46 not 47 <laughs> well, you know there's two not minute 69. promo <laughs> you know those two minute promos so um, yeah. 
But if I can make them forget about their troubles just for that amount of time, I feel like I've accomplished something and I've contributed something to the world. So is that why you became a bartender as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a professional alcoholic. That's why I became a bartender. <laughs> I wanted access. I wanted access. <laughs> access to excess is what the rock people say. Um, okay, I have actually manipulated a little bit your diminishing deck act. Ooh. So let's check that out real quick. Um, a performance.
so you were over it that was it it was just okay well were you bored oh no 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 (laughs) it's all part of the theatrics yeah Um, okay well we're going to talk about that later but we're still going to stay on this topic of of psychology psychology. yeah Yeah. it's it's always about perception and like i said i i use people's foreshadowing to do a lot of things um back to the deck of cards a fun thing that i've learned um if you go to any any casino in las vegas all right the magic uh, capital of the world right uh, usually the daytime. I encourage everybody, go to the station casinos like Palace Station, uh, Sunset Station. During the, the lunchtime hours, you've got these really, really old people in their 80s playing poker. If you see an old man with a long pinky nail, that's not his <laughs> coke nail. That's actually what he uses to cheat with. And they are. They're notorious <laughs> cheats. They'll sit there and they'll scratch the back of a card sitting there making a mark on aces and things like that. I've watched them for hours. They have to have a new setup, which means they need a new deck every 20 minutes because these people cheat so much. So I went in one time knowing that they were doing this, and I came up with my own concept of cheating, where I'm going to mark a card the exact same way. And, uh, again, if you'll assist me with this, okay. uh, you can have any card out of the deck you want. It doesn't matter which one. one. Not that one. No, okay, that's fine, I guess. All right, look at it, memorize it, and you can show the camera. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, a little higher so I can see it. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> higher so I can see it. <laughs> All right. Nevertheless, here's what we're going to do. Um, wait. Let's see. <laughs> the, the magic fuel. That's the important part. All right. Anyway, I'm just going to shuffle like this. You tell me when to stop. Stop. Right there. God, these are slippery little rascals. Yeah. I can't even. You I stay even... there till you learn this trick. All right. Take your car, toss it back on top there. Toss it. Uh, <laughs> And, of course, just to make sure everybody sees that really is still her card, I'm just going to bury it like that. That's my magic move. That's actually how I mark the card. Now, you didn't see it because it happens fast. As a matter of fact, it happens so fast that if I riffle through the cards like that. I think it has to do with that nail with the cards painted on it. It kind of does. But you'd never That's your see magic finger, isn't it? Is but that <laughs> the magic finger? <laughs> you have to ask my girlfriend. Right. <laughs> magic <laughs> finger, isn't it? But if you watch carefully, if I go slowly, one card may look slightly different. Like I said, it's very subtle. Uh, so most people would never even notice the different card. Like I said, again, it's perception that people notice, oh, okay, now there's a different card in the deck. Do you remember what your card was? Yes, I think. Wait a minute. Was That was it. Now, I want you to watch carefully because I am. I'm going to spread the rest of the cards out to show that as, in fact, my only marked card in the entire deck. In reality, what so I'm doing... So when you mark them, you mark them. You don't oh, mess yeah. around with it a little, little pinky Well, thing. but the thing is, you don't want it to be you marked constantly. Because if you're going to cheat, you want it to be able to be unrecognizable back <laughs> when you go back. All right, so You don't want to get caught cheating. Right, right. So you have to use the marking and let it fade away. So now you have to question yourself. And this is my favorite part. Is I question people, myself every morning pe- when I wake people up. People see that. And now my favorite part's watching their eyes, watching what they're thinking. Because now they're like, wait, was it blue? Was it marked? And, and that's my favorite part of any trick that I do is the reaction. I want to see their mind working. I want to see them thinking critically for a change. Instead of just having people explain to them what they're supposed to think, I want them to finally think for themselves. And magic encourages people to do such a thing. Think for themselves. Yes. <laughs> we need a lot more magicians in this world. I agree. <laughs> Think for yourself. Wake the fuck up, like my announcement said. <laughs> Think for yourself. Okay. Psychology. So, exposing the gap of logic. <laughs> okay, exposing. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're going to have more. 
he's gonna magish over of all over us some more. So check it out. you got mr magician man magic man oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrong mic sorry um, the wrong mic it's your fault that's a whole bottle of champagne we've had is it i think you need um, more probably okay yeah sure why not Let's we've still see. got a little more minutes <laughs> watch, the mag- watch the champagne disappear Ta-da! <laughs> i know this trick very well one of my favorites actually, actually i we watched quite a few um glasses of wine disappear um saturday night at the magic castle too that was very fun <laughs> i always love that place it's an that's my home place. away from home i can see yeah. that that's where i learn all my best stuff all these magicians who think i'm good they're yeah. always showing me things for choreography because since they have the mechanics i have the theatrical black background so oh, good because i have i need some work on my car oh there you go <laughs> your car <laughs> mechanics i was trying to be funny <laughs> so um, that was an attempt so they do they're always showing me secrets that they shouldn't be showing me just because they want my input on how to present those things so i learned so much from these guys who think that i already know what they're doing so but so you guys probably for, you guys probably all mess with each other's heads trying to 
dig for information. Oh, absolutely. It's probably some big-time competition, not just in magic, but in psychology. <laughs> you know, surprisingly, in the magic community, everybody's there to help each other. Well, I mean, of course, really yeah. it's really rare that yeah. you run into a Chris Angel. I mean, uh, those guys who don't want to help people. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, everybody. But he flies. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, any camera can do that. Uh, look at George Lucas or the Wachowski brothers, sisters, whatever they are right now. It's the same <laughs> thing. Right it's the exact same thing. Magic. <laughs> so when you get into Chris. Perception. Or, uh, <laughs> or those kind of guys. Yeah, but that's why I love to see live performance. You know, I, I As opposed to dead. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I prefer that too, actually. <laughs> I mean, Houdini's still got some good stuff, but, you know, it's hard to see six feet down. Um, and also, it's, it's really vague and... <laughs> pixelated at right? this point so but yeah i use uh theatrics um to take some of the simplest stuff because like i said there's magicians who spend years perfecting these mechanics and these incredible moves but but is it necessary no absolutely not because you're, you're messing with the head not necessarily the yeah well i'll use examples there's so many phenomenal magicians that are out there that have written books written dvd uh, had dvds but nobody has a clue who they are because they have the moves and the moves are flawless. The most brilliant thing I've ever seen, but they have no presentation. Me? So, so, so our, our general public now loses interest in 45 seconds? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing. At the Magic Castle, when you go there, there's nothing but professional magicians. So they're looking for the mechanics. But of course, these aren't the people who are paying your salary. Regular normal people. They're the ones. These you are the guys that are actually pickpocketing you. I, I lost my purse. You lost your wallet there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that, Ma right? Magicians are um are good at that. <laughs> That's how they make their living. I'm just kidding, of course. <laughs> Where do you think this watch came from? <laughs> <laughs> Was that just oh that that is that watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, you can you can learn all these mechanics, but without any kind of performance, you're not going to make it uh, in, in the public. Nobody's going to want to come and see it. And so look at some of the magicians like me who are, they're okay with the magic, but it's all about spectacle. It's all about the theatrics. Um, you've got, well, uh, Carl Ballantyne, who he just passed recently. Uh, he was honored last night at the Magic Awards. He's a perfect example. He can entertain for hours and never do a single trick. And oh, it's all yeah, because yeah. of his performance. And so I think theatrics are so much more important. What about that Susie Malone? Oh, theatrics. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call those she that has she has in her bra? So are much those theatrics? talent. She has big, Amazing so talent. <laughs> and like well, authorized in her hands. No, she's unbelievably talented. Um, <laughs> unbelievably talented. <laughs> but that's the thing. I tell people that's her niche, you yeah. know. Uh, her magic, it's a lot of the magic she uses is purchased props, but she makes it her own. Exactly. By her performance. Sure. Yeah. And, I mean, look, she's going into booby bars and making magic, and people are entertained. You know? I mean, and there's already magic in booby bars. Duh. So, <laughs> I mean, to trump, there's the word again, to trump that. But, you know, I've got my own theory about that in booby bars. If you've seen one boob, oh, you're likely to see the other one. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But Typically, that's the way it works. But uh, we were talking about theatrics. I'll give you a perfect example. I thought we were talking about boobies. Oh. <laughs> were we talking about boobies? <laughs> it goes both ways. So, but with I theatrics. I typically don't. I prefer men. <laughs> but um, I'll give I you do a, play with Susie's boobies, though, because well, they're, they're there. They're fabulous. <laughs> I 
thought you were going to say fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, who would not play with those? Okay, anyway, sorry. Getting you way so, off track. That's quite all right. So, yes, um, the champagne has almost completely disappeared. The, the theatrics of magic. Um, like, I can take a simple magic trick. I use this in my lectures for other magicians all the time. Is Instead of l learning these extravagant moves that aren't, people aren't going to appreciate, use a simple move. Like the moon But law. dress it up. And here, you can actually help me with one of my favorites, and it does. It's, it's not that elaborate in the move. Uh, take, again, any card you want. Where's that blue card? <laughs> Ooh. It's, it's magic. Can I see? Can yeah, I, absolutely. I want you, the bottom? Yeah, I want you to pick any card you want specifically. It's very important, okay? If I may, I'll show the camera your card. Perfect. Now, what I want you to do, take this, open it up. Be careful. It is a Sharpie. And uh, I want you to just... Sign this. In. Just write your name across this card. I know. See? See, now you're going to get lots of money for this card. <laughs> Is it going to disappear anyway? Yeah, it's going on eBay later. All right, Oops. perfect. You can, you can sell your hand. That's, that's <laughs> quite all right. All right, here's what I want you to do. We're going to take your card. And uh, something typically you, you can't say without blushing. I want you to just bite down on the tip. Yeah, most guys will never say that to a woman. But I've in this never case, heard that before. Ever. Right? Just bite down on the tip. Okay. I can't touch it, though. Nope. Right there. Oh, was I supposed to keep it <laughs> there? Yes, hold it there. Hang on to it. Because while you're holding that, I'll just take a random card, if I may borrow the Sharpie there. Mm. <laughs> Same thing. I'll just sign my name across this one. Exact same way. I take my card and I fold it up. Are you going to bite the tip too? Watch this. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Oh, uh, hold This is awkward. Oh. Mm hmm. Uh, mm hmm. Swallow now. See, mm -hmm. it's always a trick. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm hmm. 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 Hold on a second. Did you feel what just happened there? Does that look familiar to you? <laughs> what have you got in your mouth? Magic. <laughs> I call it the power of the kiss. They switch places. Now, magicians... Is yours as slobbery as mine is? Uh, just <laughs> wondering. <laughs> that was a very wet kiss, thanks. Um, what I'm talking theatrics, the move itself, every magician's seen, every magician has done, it's an eight-year-old child can do the move. But... I don't think they should, though. I, sh <laughs> <laughs> I think they're too young to do the move. But so the theatrical aspect, to make it entertaining... Does is that mean you're going to break my bones, or what does the break mean? Break my neck? Break my bones? Time for a break already? No, we're done. Um, but anyway, finish your sentence. Oh, so, uh, generally, you take the simplest stuff and make it hugely theatrical, make it a lot of fun, interact, engage the audience, and I think it's a lot more important, and it does make things a lot more entertaining. Well, and like get caught up in it, and it's, yeah. Exactly. Everybody wants to be involved in that. Right. It's the, what takes a trick from a trick to be a magic. From a trick to a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so where can where can where can people find you, and where are you going, and where were you last night? Ah, uh, yesterday, uh, last night. Yes, last night, last night I was at the uh, 49th annual Academy Awards of Magic, uh, presented by the Academy of Magical Arts. Uh, we were at the Orpheum Theater. Um, it's always a great honor just to be there, even if it's just uh, nominated from years ago or even winning years ago. 
I still love to attend to see who's the up-and-coming best magicians in the world. Um, of course, I'll be back at the Magic Castle tonight hanging out and doing some parlor stuff. Um, but my residency is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina right now at the Alabama Theater. Uh, performing in a show called One, which is a variety show. And cool. in May, I actually headline my own afternoon act starting at 4 p.m. every day. So if you're ever in the Redneck Riviera, Myrtle Beach, <laughs> come and check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. Okay. And also, what else do you have coming up? You have you perform at Walt Disney, at Disney World, Orlando. I do the week after Christmas. I'll Magic be down Castle there. back in September. Correct. Walt Disney again in Orlando. Fun uh, times. In December. Mm-hmm. But you're not going back to the Playboy Mansion anytime soon. Uh, Myrtle Beach House of Blues, <laughs> April 10th. Yeah, the fun thing about the Playboy Mansion, I'm afraid that they're going to stop having the Halloween parties. That's yeah. what I was always invited to, and I loved it. But Maxim is also doing Halloween parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so they've been yeah, inviting me Yeah, you did that lately. last year, 2016, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and website or where they can find you on social media? Marvelsofxavier.com is my Ooh. webpage. That'll give you my uh, full itinerary of places I'll be. So if you want to stalk me, come and see me, hang out. And after the show, don't just walk past me like you don't know me. You know, I want you to give me the feedback. I want you to come and talk to me and tell me how you like the show, how you like my performance. And if you have any critiques or compliments, I love compliments. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and booze. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so anybody who's been on the show or is going to be on the show, what I mean by that is anybody who has been on the show or is going to be on the show, information about the show, go to www.wetpuzzlebeast.com and you can get all that information, past and present and future. Um, All my social media is on there, wetpuzzlebeast.com. All the archives are on there. I actually have... um, one new page and that is um, 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 um the this is my brain <laughs> this is my my brain on champagne <laughs> no for the urban art episodes has their own page music episodes is going to have their own page anyway go to wetpuzzlepiece.com and i will see you next week have a fantastic week see ya ciao bye everybody